Hi, this is Greg Rempe, host of the Barbecue Central Radio Show. And you are listening to BCRN, all barbecue and grilling all the time. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show, the show where we talk about all things that are important in the world of barbecue. From big-name interviews with competitors on the barbecue circuit, grill manufacturers and pit makers, to advice on cooking brisket and ribs, you'll find it all right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Your host, Greg Rempe, is a backyard barbecue and grilling fanatic and loves to talk about his passion, which many of us share together. You can learn more about barbecue and grilling by visiting the website, thebbqcentral.com. Now, let's get in the smoke. Here's your program host, Greg Rempe. Hey gang, welcome to another edition of the Really Big Barbecue Central Show! Oh yeah, you know what time it is, it's 9 o'clock, that must mean... It's time for your outdoor live fire, barbecue, grilling show, whatever it is that has to do with live fire cooking. We are here as Centralites to disseminate the fine information that is our sect, our niche, our way of living, if any of us could actually make a living uh, doing that, which is barbecue and grilling. Happy to have you aboard here on a spectacular Tuesday. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Right here, Seatown, baby. Gotta love it every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. Look, if you want to take part in the show, you're more than welcome to do so one of two ways. They've been the same two ways. Uh, ever since the inception of the show, you can call in toll-free my dime, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you're so inclined. Greg at the com is the email address, so make use of one, either, or neither. You always have the option, as well-ordained centralites, just to lay out and enjoy the show for what it is, the information, sometimes very very sparsely mixed in some comedy here and there, a wild take about nothing that has to do with barbecue or grilling, whatever the case may be. Uh, This is why we tune in. You can just lay out. You don't have to call in. You don't have to bring anything as uh, one of the local sports talk show hacks says, bring it strong to the show. Just enjoy it for what it is. More than happy to have uh, me help guide you through the next two hours of barbecue and grilling talk. You might be asking yourself, Rempe, you haven't been keeping abreast of the Facebook or the Twitter, and I have not subscribed to the newsletter. First of all, why have you not subscribed to the newsletter yet? It's a weekly document that I put out for all of you people to get ahead on what's going on during the show each and every week. It comes out Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we still have room left, I think like 40 slots left for the newsletter. You can, of course, subscribe to that by visiting the Barbecue Central Radio Network's website, which is thebbqcentralshow.com. And then I believe there's a link that says newsletter. And just put in your name and email address. I do not sell those to anybody yet for money. Anybody listening? Uh, But look, it's your opportunity plus. Every once in a while, if there's a tremendous deal, if somebody has decided to give away a spectacular discount, 
that's the first place that I go to let people know that good things are happening for the Centralites that take part on the newsletter. For instance, when Fred Gross of Mojo Bricks decided to give us that 56% discount for the past week, and that just ended on July 10th, by the way, so too bad for you if you procrastinated. But I disseminated email and uh, newsletters directly as soon as we were able to link that up and that went live, and people were taking part in that by leaps and bounds. So you always get the insider information from the newsletter. And again, you can just go ahead and sign up if you want to. TheBBQCentralShow.com is the Barbecue Central Radio Network's website. And there's a link. It says right there, newsletter. Go ahead and get in on some of that. You'll be happy that you did. I want to welcome everybody that's at the Outdoor Cooking Channel. We do simulcast first hour from home base, latalkradio.com, which is the place that has carried the first hour of the show pretty much, well, not even pretty much, since the inception of the live show back in 2007, Sam Hassan and the mad genius over there at LA Talk Radio. Of course, we've picked up a new affiliate where the video feed and audio feed is as well, outdoorcookingchannel.com. Oh, by the way, we'll be talking with Kevin Bevington coming up in about 10 minutes from now. And we're going to be enjoying talking about his hot success of Outdoor Cooking Channel. Hopefully, some of you have been able to take the Outdoor Cooking Channel in, aside from Tuesday nights at uh, 9 o'clock. Actually, we pretty much own a four-hour block from 7 until 11. 7, come wait a second, we're not in Vegas. Um, but we do own that time slot here on Tuesdays. And then again, the show replays on Thursdays as well. So I always thank Kevin for uh, continuing to air a show, which otherwise would get no audience. But if you have not decided to take a part and see what's happening with all of the other stuff, then you have to go ahead and get into the video archives and see all the great shows that are there. And then there's more and more live content. You know, once I jump the board, baby, this is rocking and rolling. We're going to bring live shows in once a week. And Huck's Hut is going like every other week with live shows. I believe Huck is scheduled to do a live show tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then the guys at Wired Barbecue Television, Dave Baldine, also going to be actually covering live uh, barbecue events, contests over the weekends. That's going to be starting in a couple weeks as well. So not only do, is there a lot of great on-demand content, it's being somebody that is very familiar with doing a live show and then also having content available for download. Look, you have to understand, the people that are online right now, we have uh, somewhere that we have uh, roughly, well, I'm seeing 14 in chat, but I'm not sure exactly how many people are in watching on Outdoor Cooking Channel. Uh, we have roughly 35 live connections just on the audio side. And it's taken a long time to build this type of an audience that actually comes here on a Tuesday. I mean, is there nothing better to do on a Tuesday than listen to some guy in Cleveland talk about barbecue? Who am I? But you do it, and I'm very humbled that you bother to even pick it up live, which is great. Live shows are the best because you never know what's going to happen. But then it also gets uploaded just a few hours after the show ends. And the majority of people that listen to the show, believe it or not, I know it's going to come as a shock, our podcasters where we get maybe 100 plus live connections each and every Tuesday, uh, which when we started, it was like 25. So we've been able to steadily grow that number. But that'll level out uh, because, again, it's a very niche market and we're here doing whatever it is that we're doing on a Tuesday. 
Uh, but we're talking 50, 60,000 downloads just on the audio side of the show through the iTunes and through the XML feed. So uh, there's certainly no discrepancy and there's certainly no um, seeing who's king when it comes to how you listen to the show. Uh, the hardcore fans have time, make time for it live each and every Tuesday. And uh, not the non-hardcore fans, but uh, the people that need to have it kind of fit into their schedule, which is the majority of you. Do it on podcasts. Either way, I like it. Like uh, Mr. Kevin K says, get in the smoke. Uh, but you're right. Uh, nibble me this, which is uh, that's Chris over there. I do like live listeners the best. Message to you, podcasters. Uh, don't take this as a direct insult, but the people that are taking time out of their personal lives that are making an effort to turn into this show live each and every Tuesday, by far my favorite part of the Centralite audience. Nationwide, hardcore, my uh, affectionately, I refer to them as the uh, my triple X fans, if you will. Is that okay if I say triple X fans? Is that too creepy? <laughs> Sorry about that if it is. All right, so we have uh, Kevin Bevington coming up here in uh, just a few. Whoa, 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 hold on a second here, Woody. Uh, we have Kevin Bevington coming up in just a few short minutes. Uh, segment after him, Scott Roberts will be coming on to talk about sauce and rub reviews. And then the second hour loading in, we have current uh, eighth place Kansas City Barbecue Society's Team of the Year, uh, Lotta Bull, Mike Davis, will be joining us. He just won a contest this past weekend down in South Carolina. And then rounding out the second hour, monthly contributor to the show, Robin Medlin Lindars, will be joining us. You know her as Grill Girl. So that's what we have lined up. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. And uh, there you go. All right. Here we go. Uh, let me tell you, because I know this is everybody's favorite part of the show. It's uh, when I do the live reads. But look, I got to tell you about Fred's Music and Barbecue. They are located in Shillington, Pennsylvania. And here's something that I did over the past week. You know, I get a lot of sauces into the test kitchen that is Barbecue Central Radio Networks, okay? And... Uh, I'm constantly pressing to try and test these. And I just don't want to open up a bottle. I'm sure there's a lot of bloggers out there in the Internet Wonderland that get sent bottles of sauces to review all the time. And they open it up and they take a taste. And that's pretty much it. What do they do with the sauce? I don't know. When I get a bottle of sauce, I want to make sure I put the time and effort into tasting each and every bottle. And that might happen over the course of a week where I'm testing it on a whole bunch of different, a veritable cornucopia of food, treats, confectionaries, and delights to make sure I can give you an accurate review of the sauce. One of the best sauces out there, and I can't obviously tell you from competition experience because I don't compete, but one of the best sauces out there that's new and exciting is the Smoking Guitar Player Sweet and Tangy Secret Sauce. It's got that sweet, but for me, I love that little bit of tang that happens on the end. And from Fred's accounts, because people are reporting back to him that are using it, it is getting very good scores in competition because, as we will probably hear from Mike Davis coming up in the 10 o'clock hour, a sweet wins in competition. So here's a sauce, at least as a base, that could give you a very good shot at increasing your chicken ribs, beef, and pork scores. And the judges seem to be digging it with the sweet stuff uh, because that's what's winning out there on the circuit right now. And one of the secrets here, folks, and I believe this is key to why the saucy Seems to work so well is it's used with the same spice block as the original smoking guitar players smoking good original rub so seems to make sense to me that if you're using the smoking guitar players original rub and the sauce 
your chances are heightened, dare I say, to increase those scores because you're using the same flavor profiles. What do you hear from the top pit masters out there on the competition circuit each and every week when I'm interviewing them? You have to sit there and use the same profiles, meld flavors together, and you can do that with the secret sauce and the smoking good rub only from Fred's Music and Barbecue. That's Fred's Music and BBQ.com is the website. Fred's Music and BBQ.com. Not to mention uh, or not to uh, dismiss anything about the sauce, but he is a premier retailer of pretty much anything that you need. That has to do with barbecue and grilling. If you need grills, if you need smokers, if you need cold smokers, if you need pizza ovens for crying out loud, specialty flour or dough making equipment maybe, thermometers, cookbooks, wood chips, chunks, doesn't matter. Fred stocks it all. And he is a trusted online retailer. I know I say it all the time, but you want to make sure that when you spend your money out there. The products that you buy are going to get to you and done in a timely fashion, and Fred has it covered from top to bottom. Fred's Music and BBQ.com. That's Fred's Music and BBQ.com. We will raise Kevin Bevington up to talk about Outdoor Cooking Channel next time. Bye. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. We are back 13 past the hour. Don't forget, coming up after this segment with Kevin Bevington from Outdoor Cooking Channel, we have Scott Roberts reviewing Sauce and Rub. 10 o'clock hour, Mike Davis from Laudable Barbecue. And then we have Robin Medlin Lindars, a grill goal, rounding out the second hour. So stay tuned for that. But without further ado, we race to the creator of one of the coolest things on the interweb since porno. It's Kevin Bevington, Outdoor Cooking Channel creator kevin how are you buddy hey greg glad thanks for having me on again i yep, appreciate it certainly my pleasure kevin uh, lots to get to in regards to the web adventure that you have going on with the outdoor cooking channel right now so uh, for those people that might just be tuning into the show that really haven't gotten their feet wet with the whole website give us a little uh, re-background on it when you launched it and kind of what the focus is on what you're looking to do with it moving forward well, I'll just kind of move back a little bit. The uh, uh, the outdoor cooking channel. I, I mean, it was. It, I've been working on this for a long time, but I I actually launched it. I'm thinking it was about nine weeks ago is when I actually launched it. Uh, right around eight nine weeks ago, and we've done real well. We're getting we're getting great traffic, and uh, you know we really appreciate the response that we've gotten, and uh, and we've we've been trying to add. Uh, add content in as steadily as we can. And, uh, we've got quite, you know, as you put it an archive, we got, we got quite, uh, an archive of, uh, of stuff in there, uh, not only for you, but, uh, uh, for all the shows that are, that are here. Um, we have some great stuff that's coming up as well. I mean, uh, wired barbecue starting later this month. Um, we've got, uh, uh, Huck, 
that uh, hopefully I can get some more <laughs> more of his stuff in here. Make sure whoever's on here, make sure you tune in to him. He's on here live tomorrow night. Um, and uh, we've we've also got a number of other things. I uh, um, probably by the end of August we'll uh, uh, we'll have some more uh, Dutch oven content. I hope hope to be able to not, uh, be announcing something here shortly on who that'll be coming in. But we try to cater to all outdoor cooking. I mean, not just barbecue, but barbecue, grilling, um, Dutch oven cooking, um, tailgating, uh, just about anything that could that could possibly fit into that. I mean, uh, you know, even going out and uh, you know fishing and cooking it that would actually fit too. But um, you know, so we're always still looking for content as well. You know, so if you happen to know you know somebody down the street or yourself that that happens to have a show in your hip pocket, give me a call. Definitely. Kevin Bevington joining us here on the show. OutdoorCookingChannel.com is the website. Kevin, when you were getting ready to launch it and you were trying to get content in, how did you go about trying to decipher what you thought was going to be relevant enough to put on there? Obviously, you kind of mentioned that it was not going to be as niche as just barbecue and grilling. But there's a lot of stuff there on the Internet ever since you know YouTube has come out. You have Vimeo, you have Viddler, all these places where you can upload videos of whatever it is that you're doing. How were you able to decipher what you thought was going to be pertinent to the channel and something that you would try to bring on? Well, it was it was just uh, taking a look at what could fit. I mean, and and just myself. I mean, um, I'm I'm a backyard uh, grill griller and uh, barbecuer and you know whatever um, have been that for a long time. And I, I like to watch cooking on TV myself just as just as much as anybody else. So I I also entered into the picture what I'd kind of like to see too. But I but I think. Um, you know, I think this needs to, you know, to fit anything that can that can fit in that outdoor realm. I mean, I one thing I don't have on here yet is uh, is tailgating uh, content. I'd love to get some of that in here. Um, you know, but uh, it's just a matter of just trying to figure out what fits in that niche. I mean, if you look, uh, if you look, you know, in in cable, you'll see content that fits in that realm spread across the spectrum. You won't. You won't see it uh, specifically on one channel anywhere, and we want to have it here. We want to have all of it here. All right, so since you've started airing, you've launched it officially, how have you been able to track your progress? What have been some of the highlights, and perhaps what have been some of the pitfalls that you didn't necessarily uh, plan for as you launched out? Well, pitfalls, I, I you know, there were, there were quite a few, um, you know, but, you know, I, I've moved it along. I mean, there, there's plenty of times when i could have just uh, said forget it but but i moved it along and and we're going to continue to move it along as best we can i mean but uh uh you know one thing is uh, is is uh, technology pitfalls i mean uh, and we'll we'll continue battling those i'd like to be able to get it to where and we're working on it you know to where uh, uh ios devices can uh, can view this um you know right now they can't i mean it's flash I'd like to get this, uh, get an HTML5 format to where uh, you could view it on a uh, iOS device. Uh, that's an Apple device for those of you that uh, you I know, knew iPods, that, of course. iPads. Okay, so in <laughs> case anybody's wondering, but uh, yeah, that's that's probably in set top boxes is uh, is a, is a big one on the on the radar. And what I mean by set top, set top boxes is uh, Roku. There's going to be a number of you out there that that know what Roku is. Uh, we're, we're trying to get on there in a big way and, uh, you know, but you know, that's a, 
that's a programming uh, endeavor that we that we've got to undertake. And uh, Boxy is another one we're we're going to try to get into here very shortly. Uh, so distribution is really you know kind of a big thing on the radar. Uh, period. Um, and and of course getting content. I mean that's that's a <laughs> that's an ongoing thing. Um, you know, and that's been that's been a big pitfall. The other thing is obviously been capital. Uh, you know, we've been trying to, you know, we've, we've essentially bootstrapped this ourselves and, um, have gone, you know, broke in the meantime, but, uh, <laughs> but es- essentially, uh, you know, that, that's been the thing. Um, you know, I've had, I've had a couple, you know, people say they're in at one point, then they're not in. And, and, you know, so I've, I've kind of gone through a, you know, quite a, uh, roller coaster ride in, in terms of, as far as that's concerned. And I've just, you know, kind of plugged ahead and, and seeing how far I, I could take this, but, uh. Uh, but overall, I, I, I'm, I'm pleased we're, we're treading new, new ground here. Um, you know, there's, there's not anything like this. I mean, there is in other niches, but there's certainly not anything like this, uh, um, you know, in the outdoor uh, cooking room. That's for sure. Kevin Bevington joining us here on the show, creator of Outdoor Cooking Channel, which can be found at OutdoorCookingChannel.com. Kevin, I mean, is the ultimate goal to be on... Or to be available to regular, you know, cable satellite uh, ultimately, or would it be with a proper investor? Do you think it would be just as successful in a web-only format where you're having, you know, live and on-demand content as well? Well, I, I think there's something to be said for what what people look for online in terms of this this kind of content and what people look for on TV. Obviously, the 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 end goal is it would you know the ultimate goal would be to get on. Uh, on cable satellite, that would be the ultimate goal. Uh, we're we're just trying to put together something that works, you know, online at this point, and uh, and that's that's where we're focusing. And obviously, we're looking ahead at what we can do, but we're just trying to put together something that works online, something that's that's entertaining. It's going to draw an audience, um, uh, and and that's that's where what we're doing and and taking it one step at a time at this point. So when you're looking at live content that's airing versus the on-demand stuff, is it, I mean, at least for me, I know that I, I've been building slowly a nice-sized live audience, and I understand it's Tuesday, it's 9 p.m. Typically, it seems that some of my best shows are going up against American Idol or some type of sports final, or tonight it's the All-Star Game. Uh, but the hardcore live fans will continue to show up, but there's no denying that there's a huge discrepancy between the people that are downloading, which means they're fitting it into their daily life, versus the hardcore central lights, which, again, I love the most, that are taking time out of their daily life to come in here between uh, 9 and 11 to actually watch the show happen live. Same thing for you? Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's why we also have video on demand. Um, I would say... Yeah, you know, during the day, the biggest audience is uh, is obviously video on demand, and uh, and I've kind of stepped it up in there, you know, over the past month uh, in there as well, as far as upgraded, uh, you know, the player, et cetera, um, you know. But uh, you know, that's why it's there. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're airing it out things on a schedule, and we're putting it uh, on demand as well. So, I mean, I understand, and that, that's. That's what video content on the internet's all about. It's it's having it available whenever you want it. All right, so you have this idea of outdoor cooking channel. You spent all this time to put in the foundation and the infrastructure to actually get this thing on the internet, and then you've launched it. You've had it now on for you know nine ten weeks, as you said. 
give me a gauge of a how successful you think it is right now, and b where you want to take it in the next uh, five six months. Well, right now uh, we're averaging right in the neighborhood of about three hundred uh, people a day, which for a website that's been launched for about ten weeks, I think is a huge success. Um, we'd like to take that um, in, in another six months. We'd like to have um, obviously, you know, many times that, you know. But a lot has to do with content. You know, a lot has to do with what, what we can get in here. And I think with what we've got planned coming in here, um, we should do well. Um, I can't wait till we get Wired Barbecue in here. I mean, Dave has a huge amount of uh, content. If I can ever get him uh, talked into getting it edited and getting it on here uh, <laughs> to get in here, I mean, he just does. He's been he's been shooting videos since uh, 2003 at KCBS competitions, and. Uh, uh, there's a ton of stuff that uh, that he can bring in here that uh, I'm going to keep on his back until he does bring in here. So um, I I can't wait till we get uh, you know wired in here. Of course, those that uh, are familiar with Wired Barbecue, he's been working with Kyle uh, Lavelle lately, and you know and Kyle is uh, a, quite a character and uh, and a great front man for the show, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I, I think there's there's going to be a big audience there, and and you know that uh, Dave shows up at contests, and uh, you know we've actually aired a few contests live already on Saturdays, and uh, you know it's some of the uh, you know Wired is going to be uh, on Friday nights, and we'll pro- and we'll uh, also replay on uh, um, on Mondays, uh, you know maybe maybe even more we'll have to see, but um, you know but right now he plans on at least in the beginning being live uh, on Friday night. You know, so we'll see how that goes. You know, but uh, there's going to be a mix of live and uh, and uh, produced content from from Dave and Wired Barbecue in there. Um, you know, but uh, I, I'm looking for good things out of, of uh, Mr. Huck. If we can, uh, we can get him going too. Um, Huck's panel show is uh, is is a nice uh, uh, nice fit, I think. And uh, if we can get uh, if we can get Huck in here regularly, we'll be doing great here. So. And also, too, is uh, if I can start getting in, um, you know, more like I said, of the uh, Dutch oven content and tailgating uh, mm-hmm. content, um, I think I think we'll be right there. All right. So great things happening here for Outdoor Cooking Channel, especially coming into the future. Not to switch gears too harshly, but obviously, if anybody knows Kevin Bevington, you do a little Google research, find out that he was one of the uh, top premier competition cooks for a number of years uh, before you had to get your health together. And uh, now you're kind of uh, rolling out to perhaps do that again. But when you were out there dominating the uh, Florida Barbecue Association for five years, uh, also kicking the crap out of a lot of KCBS teams at the same time, you have very successful rubs and sauces. How are those still working out for you? Well, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, obviously, you know we still sell the rub, and uh, we still sell quite a bit. And, and those uh, savvy teams out there are still buying it. Um, because it it's still winning. Um, I still I still see teams uh, that use it still winning, and obviously that's what we're, we're going to use when we go back out again. But I appreciate you bringing it up. It's still there. Um, you know, off of homebbq.com, you can certainly find it on the uh, online store link, or go to bbqstore.co. Uh, that's the direct uh, online store. 
but uh, but yeah, it's still there. It, it's uh, you know, and, and you were right. We, we're going to get back out on the uh, competition uh, trail again. Uh, we'll be getting out on the uh, at the Sam's uh, uh, competition here in Orlando, and that's coming up in August. Uh, so we're getting ready for that. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, so yeah, it's uh, you know we we've been out of competition. It hasn't it hasn't seemed that long to me, you know. But I but I know there's a whole a whole lot of new people involved since since we competed. Uh, but, uh, you know, our last contest was a Jack in 2009. So, um, it, it really hasn't been that long when, you know, when you, when you look at how long we've been, we competed and, um, and, and just look at the big picture. But, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of new folks out there that have no clue who we are. So, uh, that's fine. I mean, we're going to we're gonna have to prove ourselves again when we get back out there. You know, Kevin, I wonder, cause I was asking, um, Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue last week, when you decided to take your rubs out and actually put them into market, was there ever a point when you realized how successful they were becoming and how all these other teams that now you're seeing every weekend when you're out there competing, using them, and perhaps they're getting called ahead of you, perhaps they're winning competitions that uh, you would normally otherwise be winning. Was there a transitional point where you were like, oh, man, more bitter than sweet to see these guys go up or is it uh, like dave was said you know i made the commitment i was good with it right from the start and that's what i wanted to do were you similar or was it a little bittersweet <laughs> for you at, at times well you know that, that was a very gracious answer by dave uh, you know obviously well if you're sitting there and you're watching people walk the stage you, you're you're proud you know you say yeah well you know i know that they uh, i know what they use uh <laughs> You know, but you know, nobody ever they never let the you know, never let it loose that uh, you know what they're using, and so you got to kind of live with that. But that's fine if uh, I, you know I I enjoy seeing that. And I get emails from uh, from people all the time, you know, saying, "Oh man, your stuff's great," and this and that, and I won this, I won that. That's great to see. I, I love seeing that. You know, um, so I have to agree with him. You know, it's. Uh, it's kind of a nice thing when you know when it's not only you winning you know you know you've got a good product out there kevin bevington joining us here on the show uh kevin one last question before i let you go uh, you were obviously a very big part of florida barbecue association you'd hold a number of uh executive positions you were president for a couple of years you were uh team of the year five years running in your view having had some time away from and obviously you do compete in KCBS as well uh, but we'll hold that off to the side for now how do you think uh, FBA has evolved uh, since you kind of uh, retracted away from it uh, still moving in the right direction anything that you would like to see changed or improved upon or is it good going good the way it is well i i don't know you know i i'm certainly not privy to what goes on on the inside of there you know it's i i'm i'm not involved in that and uh, but you know, certainly there's been huge growth. Um, I think I caught wind um, that there's over 700 members now in the FBA. And, uh, you know, so it's grown, you know, pretty substantially. There was uh, right around 400 um, when I was last in there as president. So <clears throat> there's there's been huge growth uh, in there. So I think it's gone very well. You know, I mean, I see the amount of competition still there. Um, I, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't certainly can't say anything negative about the FBA, um, great organization, uh, uh, and, 
I, I always loved cooking the contest. Obviously, there's a, there's a lot of them here in Florida. If you if you're down here and it's just t- tough to get to uh, KCBS events, there's only a, you know there's only a few down here, and you got to drive forever to get to them outside of here. So, um, you know, we we always appreciated being able to uh, to cook a lot here in Florida. Uh, you know, with the amount of FBA events down here, so I I can only say great things about the FBA. Kevin Bevington creates Outdoor Cooking Channel, and you can find it at OutdoorCookingChannel.com. We have a number of people uh, taking part in the instant feedback here, and we certainly appreciate that. Uh, so hopefully the audio listeners only are also going to be heading over there at some point. Also, if you're looking for Kevin's rubs and uh, what he's got purveying over there, HomeBBQ.com is a great website in case you've never checked it out. Uh, Kevin, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks. Appreciate it, Greg. Thanks right. for having me on. Take care. There he is. The great Kevin Bevington. Man, uh, hey, teams, if you don't know home barbecue, Uh-oh. yeah, you're pretty much screwed because they won everything when it counted. Watch out. Watch out. Yeah, not the team to go, oh, they must be new on the block. <laughs> That's the thing with competition barbecue these days, especially over the last couple of years. I mean, how many teams have cycled in or in or out? How many teams have decided that they would like to get into it a little bit more because they've seen it on television or whatever the case may be. That's a team you don't want to discount by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm sure uh, if uh, him and Claire show up, word's going to get around to the noobs that uh, that ain't a new team on the circuit, uh, to say the least. So thanks to Kevin Bevington for coming on the show and talking about Outdoor Cooking Channel, a little bit about those rubs, uh, too. Great rubs, and uh, he didn't even bother... um, Going into the selection that he has, he does have the barbecue rubs, but he's also got a great uh, salt rub uh, for steaks, and he's got a habanero orange that goes great on fish. Just a number of great rubs to try, and they're all one better than the next, so go ahead and uh, give them a try for sure. Thanks again to Kevin Bevington for coming on tonight. All right, gang, I've been telling you for weeks about how much I love my watch. It's a Bolova Accutron model, and it's got rose gold on it. It's one of the best timepieces I have. Well, it's not even one of the best. Hands down, best timepiece I've ever owned. Yes. Spectacular. Conversation starter. It keeps spectacular time. Feels nice. It's not like a big brick on my wrist or anything like that. And uh, certainly draws comments, compliments. Who doesn't like to be complimented? Well, everybody likes to be complimented. And Steve has held over his Father's Day special right now. So you can get 30% off any Accutron level from Bolova. Any Bolova Accutron watch, you get 30% off. And if you mention my name or Steve's name and use the term barbecue brother, you're going to get an extra $50 off that watch. So head right over, stephendefranco.com. If you can't remember that, just go right to the Barbecue Central Radio Network homepage and scroll down and find the Stephen DeFranco banner. He's made a very exclusive Centralite landing page for you to read through. You can see Steve and his good one smoker all the way at the bottom of the page because at heart, Steve is a barbecue and grilling guy just like us. He just happens to be a premier retailer of high-end jewelry, and he loves the show. Some people are like, why is Steve bothering to advertise on the show? Little out of the league, little out of the niche. Well, he's a barbecue guy, and he, how many times, say it with me, how many times have you wanted to be like, man, I wish I knew somebody in the jewelry business? Well, guess what, everybody? Now we know that guy. It's Stephen DeFranco. 30% off 
an Accutron watch? Are you freaking kidding me? And then if you say my name, when when would you mention my name and get fifty fifty dollars off of anything? Let me tell you, you get it right around never. Okay, but if you call in. You mentioned my name or Steve's name. Say Barbecue Brother. You get that $30 off. Uh, you get the $50 off plus that 30% off the watch. It's free shipping. It's free batteries for life, free polishing. I mean, it's absolutely insane, the deal that's going on. So go ahead and get yours in. Also, go on Facebook. Find Stephen DeFranco. Like the page. And then enter in your best side dish that you think goes extremely well with barbecue. You can enter it on the page. You can also email him directly from stephendefranco.com. And whoever wins gets a $100 gift certificate to the store. It doesn't get any better than that. stephendefranco.com is the email address or use the web link on the Barbecue Central Radio Network's homepage, stephendefranco.com. 30% off Accutron Boulevard watches right now. Let's find Scott Roberts, everybody. Like to site to get all your barbecue and grilling supplies and make your first and fall. <laughs> Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Thirty-six past the hour. Thanks again to Kevin Bemington for coming on. No, this isn't the one, guys. It's when I end the first hour going into the second hour is when you want to remind me to stop before the lust for life. You're almost there. I appreciate you guys at least getting ahead of the game tonight. OutdoorCookingChannel.com is Kevin's site. Also, HomeBBQ.com. Don't forget, coming up at 10 o'clock, Mike Davis from Lotta Bull Barbecue. Also, Robin Medlin Lindars will be rounding out the second hour. There you go. Let's head on over to the hotline. Join monthly contributor to the show, our sauce and rub review expert, Scott Roberts. Scott, how are you, buddy? Fantastic. How you doing, Greg? Uh, um, by the way, happy yes. belated birthday to you. Oh, hey, look at you. All right, Scott, thank you. Two days late, uh, but since we haven't talked, uh, I'll take that as right on time. And I always appreciate you making time out for the show. Scott, before we get into the reviews tonight... How about a little inside information on what's happening over at scottrobertsweb.com? Same kind of stuff. Uh, I've been doing a lot of promotion on uh, the NOLA Hot Sauce Show. I'm getting a little feedback here, by the way. Um, I'm unable to attend this year, but uh, the New Orleans Hot Sauce Show is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the 16th and the 17th. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff down there, a bunch of uh, sauce vendors. There's going to be the first Buffalo Frog Lake eating contest down there. That will be a lot of fun for the participants and the spectators of that. So uh, a lot of good stuff going on down there. Hold on. Wait a second. Scott, go ahead and wish with me a happy birthday, 45 years old Patrick P. in the instant chat room. Scott, I'm sure you're able to wish him happy birthday as well. Happy birthday, Patrick P. All right. Thanks Hope for a good one for you. Thanks for joining in tonight. All right. So always uh, great stuff. Scott, I did want to also mention again for the people that missed it last time, you were right on the money. We were talking, I think it was now two or three episodes ago about flaming buttholes and terrible diarrhea with this uh, Belochia Trinidad scorpion death pepper. You said it was definitely going to be the Guinness Book of World Record one. You thought, I think it was going to, like, going to be a year, but it's actually been moved up quite a bit than that, hasn't it? Oh, it was probably 
what, a couple weeks after I had predicted that? Yeah, maybe a couple weeks. Could More like a couple hours, I think. Yeah, well, they had to get the okay from me. That's I think right. that's what it was. All right, so you signed <laughs> off on it. Now it's in the books. Uh, tonight we're going to be reviewing stuff, as we always do, with Scott Roberts. He is a review uh, expert extraordinaire, and we're starting off tonight Easy Peasy Foods Barbecue Insurance Barbecue Sauce. Yeah, bizarre name, but Long. you know what? For a sauce, it's not too bad. Uh, I would say it's probably on par with like a good general Carolina-style sauce. has a good tanginess, a rich tomato taste, and kind of a strong burst of onion flavors and a little bit of garlic. Uh, there is a little bit of spiciness to it, which appealed to me. I don't always like – I don't necessarily have to have a spicy sauce, but when I'm in a mood for something, uh, this would fit the bill. Now – on one hand, it has a good savoriness I like if uh, you're into making beef, whether it's briskets or burgers or something like that. Yet it has enough of the sweet and spice for pork and chicken that I prefer. Uh, unfortunately, it does have a little bit of liquid smoke, which does knock it down a point for me. Yeah, I mean like a lot? Uh, I, there's not a heavy taste. You could definitely tell it's there, but it's not overpowering, thank God. All right, and then the size and price point. Okay, it's available in a 12-ounce jar, I'm sorry, bottle, for four seventy nine plus shipping, and you can get it at easypeasyfoods.com. And my rating for this would be a backyard griller. All right, so kind of right in the middle of the pack, more or less. Yeah, I'd say about a three out of five. So for four seventy nine, obviously, I'm sure there's shipping involved in there as well. Where's your QPR or quality price ratio? Is it something that uh, you would, if you found it in a store, would be more apt to recommend versus buying it online? Or what do you think? Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I would say it's up to you if you want to pay for the shipping, which, of course, you know, could be in the neighborhood of $10 total if you buy this online. Uh, in the store, I would say go ahead and pick it up. Give it a try. Just see what you think of it. Uh, it's nothing that knocked me out, but it's not a poor product by any stretch of the imagination. All right, uh, and that's the Backyard Griller rating. Uh, next up, and I do have a, all of these bottles in my test kitchen shelf too, but many ahead of it, Guy Fieri's Bourbon Brown Sugar Barbecue Sauce. This is one of, I think it was four or, or five new sauces that Guy has out. Uh, various online outlets have these and select supermarkets. Your thoughts, Scott? Uh, I think this is about as watered down flavor-wise as you can get. Uh, it's probably meant to appeal to the masses, to be non-offensive. Uh, it's super sweet, but I think it's devoid of any like real distinctive flavors. I didn't find any tanginess. I didn't find any zip to it. It, would just, it just fell flat. Uh, one thing I – something that really stuck out at me, or stuck out, sticked out, whatever you want to call it, is the fact that I couldn't tell if there was any bourbon in this at all. And it, uh, there was a Van Railing whiskey peach barbecue sauce I reviewed I remember uh, that. a few episodes back. Uh, it reminded me of the lukewarm performance of the alcohol in that. It hmm. added nothing with that one, and it adds nothing to this. Now, to be fair, uh, Scott, you are a raging alcoholic. <laughs> Just kidding. I am not. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, now I I want to. I don't want to uh, contradict your review because the reviews are reviews. Uh, but there is uh, somebody else that comes on the show every once in a while who was also given these sauces. This one in particular, I believe he gave a, a fairly nice score to. And he, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, in his dissertation of this particular sauce, he could taste 
the bourbon in this one, but for your trained palate, your honed taste buds, this just fell flat all over the place. It did, definitely. Uh, now, I would say if McDonald's ever wanted like a super sweet barbecue sauce for the McNuggets, this would be perfect for it. What about the McRib? Uh, it would probably be good on that, too. Wow. <laughs> so, the, I, I mean, I'm – do you – did you have you tried the other sauces that he has out then, or did you just get this one? Yeah, I, I tried all four of them. All right, so get, I don't want to ruin any potential down the road reviews, but on a scale of one to ten, if you're just going to give me a broad stroke, or a scale of one to five, you're going to give me a broad stroke on all of these uh, Guy Fieri sauces because I've been seeing a lot of good reviews online from various different bloggers and barbecue people that were pretty good. What do you think as a as a gauged effort? I would say all of them, uh, they were a worthy effort. Uh, a couple of them I, I don't recall right offhand. I, there's probably 20 or 30 sauces in the queue ready for me to uh, write reviews on. Uh, there were a few that were, I, I guess, worth your dollar if you found them in a grocery store. This one, definitely not. I mean, if you like your sauces kind of plain Jane, but just a really heavy uh, sugariness, then you might want to give it a try. Otherwise, I'd steer clear of it. All right, so what do we have for price point and size? Uh, size is a pretty hefty bottle. It's a 19-ounce bottle. You can find it for five ninety nine. And like you said, there's various online outlets. Just do a Google search for it. And uh, select supermarkets. I haven't found it in any grocery stores yet. I, I don't know if, uh, if there's specific distribution areas, if it's going to reach a St. Louis area where I'm at. Uh, I, I don't know. But anyway... Uh, my overall rating with this would be an oven baker. Cool. Watch out. Save your money. All right, we'll move on quickly from there and leave that die a soft, slow death. Uh, S.O.B. Sweet Old Butch's Spicy Barbecue Sauce with the Trinidad Scorpion Peppers. Uh, whoa. I think we needed to throw maybe a disclaimer or 10 up on this, no? It's a little bit spicy. <laughs> okay, now this is funny. I always like to uh, talk to you about this, Scott. I would like to fancy myself someone that has no no pepperhead by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't have a pussy mouth either. I like I will purposely put some type of spice in the majority of my food just to kick it up a notch. Uh, if I'm working a little sweat, I'm okay with that. But as long as it doesn't feel like I have napalmed the inside of my mouth, and I think that's probably where you and I differ to a certain degree. But when you say to a certain degree, yeah, yeah. But when you say it's spicy, your palate is probably trained a little bit different than the most of the mass-consuming public. So, what would be like really hot to you? Uh, this is really hot. It's not. One drop, like a hot sauce, would be and it would burn your tongue. It's yeah. not quite that hot. Uh, you, you, you cover a chicken leg with this. You, you would eat the whole thing, and your mouth would definitely be on fire. Uh, th- there is not a whole lot, believe it or not, of the heat from the Trinidad Scorpion Peppers used in this. But, of course, a little of it can go a long, long way. Now, are we talking about you're eating it, your mouth is on fire, you're possibly sweating – and you're wiping sweat from your brow, and immediately you're thinking like, oh, my God, this hurts now, but tomorrow could be a completely different story type of hot. Not quite that hot. It borderlines on that. Uh, I would say if you definitely love a lot of heat with your barbecue sauce, but you enjoy flavor too, 
then give this a shot. Uh, of course, whenever you, you first taste it on your tongue, uh, the, the core of the flavor is a ketchupy tomato vinegar bite, uh, kind of like a Carolina-style sauce. Uh, but I would say within three to five seconds, you'll feel that heat just flare up in your mouth. Does it take a long time to subside? Uh, not too terribly long, believe it or not. Uh, of course, you know, I'm acclimated to a lot of heat. Right. Uh, for some people, yeah, it might linger for a good five, ten minutes. All right. So definitely hotter end, for, especially for those that aren't trained in the eating of the heatness. Do you have a, a price point and a size on this? Uh, actually, it's a 12-ounce uh, jar. I don't have a price point on it because I had received a preview copy of it. Uh, the person who makes this, as you might have guessed from the name, Butch, is Butch Taylor. Of course, uh, you, you shorten the name to Butch T. Yes, it is the guy that the Trinidad Scorpion Butch T. Chili Pepper is named after. Huh? Uh, he, he was the one to basically got a hold of some of the seeds and spread it around to different chili heads around the country to grow the peppers. This was several years ago. Now, he owns his own uh, sauce company called Zydeco Sauces. Uh, so this is his version of a really spicy barbecue sauce. Any idea uh, for price? Uh, I don't know right offhand. Uh, he was supposed to give me some information soon on it, but I would keep an eye on a site, and he has one of these bizarre long URLs that, you know, there's a, a trillion names in it. Uh, if I were uh, a member of the listening audience, I would type in Zydeco Hot Sauce, spelled Z-Y-D-E-C-O, Hot Sauce into Google, and I think it's the third result that comes back. So just keep an eye on that site. Bookmark it if you want to. If you want a nice tangy tomatoey sauce with a lot of bite, uh, give us a try. All right, give us and, a rating uh, on this one. Rating, I would give this a backyard griller. All right, so uh, not too bad, middle of the road. So I believe, if I'm uh, not mistaken, Easy Peasy Food Barbecue Insurance Barbecue Sauce and the SOB, Sweet Old Butch's Spicy Barbecue Sauce with the Trinidad Scorpion Pepper, both uh, backyard grillers tonight. That's correct. And then we had the uh, Guy Fieri's bringing up uh, the rear finishing uh, well, well behind uh, the rest of the pack tonight. Yeah, with the oven baker, two out of five rating. All right, Scott, people want to know that I have you on every month. You're doing sauce and rub reviews. Uh, being well-known in your particular you know, fiery foods niche, are you getting a lot of sauces sent to you to try? Do you just go out and buy a lot of hot sauces to have stuff to talk about here every month? What's going on with you? I probably get an average of five to ten products a week to review and that could be that's mostly sauces with a few you know seasonings and rubs thrown in there uh, i'm probably backed up with literally over 100 products that i still have to review uh i, I have an entire bookshelf full of stuff i gotta cover taste and review uh there's at least 50 bottles of things in my refrigerator things that i normally use uh things that I'm planning to review within the next month or so. Uh, yet I still do. Every time I go to the grocery store, I go to the sauces, I go to the Asian section, Mexican, uh, the barbecue sauces, condiments. I have to look at everything every single time just in case there's something new out there. And if there is, I'm very tempted to pick it up. And it's not uncommon for me to bring five or six sauces home with me wow. that I didn't plan to get. All right. Well, we have, the again, the easy-peasy Foods, barbecue insurance, barbecue sauce, Guy Fieri's 
bourbon brown sugar barbecue sauce and the SOB Sweet Old Butch's spicy barbecue sauce with the Trinidad scorpion peppers. Uh, two of the three scoring pretty decent tonight. Uh, so there you go. Scott Roberts, always appreciate the time. We'll look for you again next month. Okay, thank you, Greg. All right, take care. There he is, Scott Roberts. ScottRobertsWeb.com is his website, ScottRobertsWeb.com. Over 100 products backed up. Wow. I thought I had some backup going on in the uh, world of stuff when people send me. I got you know, probably a couple things every week. Try this, try that, which I'm always happy to. But remember, if you're going to send me something and you want me to review it on the show, if it's bad, I'll tell you. It sucks. So be careful. Remember, you wield a heavy hammer of sorts. All right, we're uh, getting ready to wrap up and uh, do the show recap here. But first, uh, before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about my good friends over at the Barbecue Guru, the makers of automatic temperature control devices. They also have a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Last week, I talked extensively about the Onyx Oven, how transportable it is for both the competition cooker and the caterer alike. It's insulated. It's fuel-efficient. Obviously, it can be fitted with one of four different automatic temperature control devices made by the Barbecue Guru. You can find them two ways. You go online, thebbqguru.com. You can also call them toll-free, 800-288-GURU, 800-288-GURU. You can talk to Bob Trudnack. He's been on the show a number of times. He will help you outfit your specific cooker with exactly the right fan, with exactly the uh, right power adapter, all of that good stuff. So you're not just kind of sitting there online wondering, oh, boy, is it a 6-millimeter fan? Is it a 10-centimeter fan? Beep, 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 beep. I don't know. Bob is there to help you along with a bunch of other very highly trained staff members to make sure that your purchase is phenomenal. Also, they just happen to be a dealer a carrier a provider of wicked good charcoal some of the highest rated charcoal especially if you go on the naked whiz you talk about lump charcoal you want to see if your particular area has a good charcoal you see it there go to nakedwiz.com and see wicked good charcoal gets rave reviews all over the internet it's very hard to find but the good folks over at the barbecue guru have it in stock and they will ship it out to you very carefully so you do get those nice size chunks absolutely also, they carry Blues Hog barbecue sauce. If we're talking about a Blues Hog, I have a favorite Blues Hog. I have a not-so-favorite Blues Hog. My favorite Blues Hog is the Tennessee Red. It's absolutely fabulous. It, it's a little spicy for me, so maybe for you it might be even more spicy, but it's really good. I like the thinner myself. I'm not that big of a fan of the Blues Hog original, and maybe that's why it does so well in the competition circuit, because it's so freaking sweet, but it is, like, for me, over-the-top sweet, but I will cut them, like, 50-50 or 75% red and 25% original Blues Hog sauce. Uh, it is really a kind of a good mix once you get out but the original flat out of the thing too much uh, sugar for me uh they also carry the slabs and dizzy pig rubs too so be sure to check them out the bbqguru.com 800-288-GURU we're going to give away some rooftop barbecue sauce here big name interviews advice on cooking brisket and ribs and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue it's the barbecue Central Show. Uh, thanks again to Scott Roberts for coming on ScottRobertsWeb.com. It's a place to find him. 
We reviewed three sauces. One sucked. That happened to be Guy Fieri's sauce. Uh, the other two uh, were backyard grillers, right in the average. Huckles, we talking guns tonight, buddy, or what? Get them out! Get them out! Dude, I killed some paper on uh, Sunday, buddy. Tight groupings. Oh, dead eye at 10 and 15 feet. I took it into the bar and shot patrons just to spite you. Nevertheless, Scott Roberts uh, joins me. Don't forget, coming up in about uh, 10, 15 minutes from now, Mike Davis from Laudable Barbecue. We're going to be talking to him about his big win over in Greedwood, South Carolina this past weekend. And then we have uh, the ever uh, fabulous grillgirl.com host, blogger, creator, Robin Medlin Lindars. Uh, probably around the 10.35-ish time frame. We're going to have to see how it goes with Mike uh, since it's a second hour, little longer format. So we always want to make sure that we get the long format in and then uh, Robin will round out the second hour. So uh, look forward to that as well. Let's go ahead and give away some rooftop barbecue sauce. It's their competition sauce. Uh, it's doing very well. That is actually on my list right now to try starting, uh, not tomorrow, but Thursday through the weekend. So I will have a review on that as well. 877-448-0433 if you want to try the rooftop barbecue sauce. 877-448-0433 is the number to call. Thought that uh, Kevin Bevington did really well. During his segment talking about Outdoor Cooking Channel, and I'm very excited for him to actually get back into the competition scene. I'm sure there's a lot of teams that actually aren't excited for him to get back into the competition cooking scene. He was using Fast Eddie Cookers for a number of years, and then I believe he is looking at going back to the old school cooker that he initially started competing in, which was uh, the Lang Cookers. Uh, so that would be an interesting thing. It seemed like all the rage for however long was the pellet-style cookers. Fast Eddie still doing very well on the competition circuit. Uh, but trying to get back. You know, I wonder, and I'm going to ask Mike Davis this here in uh, the second hour. The, oh, wait a second. We're going to go grab a winner first. We go to area code 503. Name and where you're calling from. Uh, Newburgh, Oregon. Newburgh, and my name's Tim Burt. Tim, how are you, buddy? Great. Great. Tim, uh, we have some rooftop barbecue sauce that we're giving away tonight. It's a competition sauce. You interested that in that? Be, that would be freaking nice, man. Right. Uh, so all you need to do, Tim, is email me your shipping information. It's greg at the com, and I'll get that down to Andy, and he'll send it right out to you. Perfect. I love your show, man. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in tonight. Don't talk over me anymore, Tim, or you're never allowed to call in. Area code 636, name and where you're calling from. Adam Swoger from Washington, Missouri. How are you, Adam? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Adam. Thanks for asking. Uh, We just gave away the rooftop barbecue sauce, Adam, but I believe I do have some Albuquerque sauce and rub if you would like to try that. That sounds awesome. All right, Adam, send me your shipping info, greg at com, and reference uh, albuquerqueseasonings.com in the subject line so I forwarded the winnings to the right people, okay? All right. All right, thanks for calling in tonight. All right, thank you. There he is, Adam, Missouri. Good night now. 
Uh, all right, let's wrap this uh, second hour up. Thanks again to my first hour's guests. That was Kevin Bevington from OutdoorCookingChannel.com. Uh, we happen to be simulcasting on there right this very instant. The home base in Cleveland, Ohio, the Barbecue Central Radio Network studio, uh, LA Talk Radio ditched off about 10 minutes ago. OutdoorCookingChannel.com carrying the live video feed, which I still have no idea why you people want to see me. I've classed up the the banner in the background. Let me take a look at that, see how that's looking on my uh, FMLE. Yeah, like it. like that a lot. Very perfect. Very Mike and Mike in the morning. OutdoorCookingChannel.com is his website. Also, he does have sauces and rubs that do very well in the backyard and in the competition circuit as well. HomeBBQ.com is his website. Also, if it's not me, I'll get rid of the video. Believe me. Nothing would make me happier. Also, thanks to Scott Roberts for joining me. We reviewed some sauces. Guy Fieri sauce. There was one that had Trinidad hot peppers in it. There was another one that talked about having insurance about it or something. Uh, those two were the uh, backyard grillers. So right in the average, uh, Guy Fieri sauce lost. Don't get it. Let's not do that. Don't forget, coming up in about 10 minutes from now, it's Mike Davis from Laudable Barbecue. Also rounding out the second hour, Robin Medlin Lindar's Grill Girl will be joining us. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Rennie Kanaw for ChampionshipBBQ.tv, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey everyone, this is cookbook author Kent Whitaker with an easy and inexpensive cooking tip straight from a hometown cookbook series. I'll have that tip and a little bit more right after this message. Hey everyone, cookbook author and award-winning barbecue guru and homestyle chef Kent Whitaker here. You know, one thing I've learned over the years is that homestyle cooking can't be beat. So if you need a great cookbook that's easy to follow and is similar to having a great conversation on the front porch with family and friends, then pick up one of my books at your favorite bookstore. Sheila Simmons and I are crossing the country in search of great recipes from Texas to Georgia, from Tennessee to Alaska. So just ask for one of my cookbooks at your favorite bookstore or visit me online at thedeckchef.com. I'm Kent Whitaker, The Deck Chef. I'll see you at the dinner table. Now, if you like having all your fingers and you don't like burning stuff down, then you need to pay attention to this recall. Walmart and GE are doing a recall on a 14-cup digital food processor. It's a 14-cup digital food processor. About 255,000 of these are out in the marketplace, sold at Walmart exclusively, labeled by GE. And what's going on with these things is that the mechanism that keeps them from engaging without the lid on may not work. So you may have your fingers in there, a spoon or something like that, and it'll cause a problem. And there also may be a problem with them catching on fire. So if you bought a GE 14-cup digital food processor with the number 169203, 169203 on the bottom, you need to take that thing back to Walmart, get an exchange or a refund. They'll take care of you. Don't use it. Just because you haven't had a problem with it yet, take it back to Walmart. You can go to walmartstores.com slash recalls for more information. That's a food safety tip not concerning food, but a product that could get you hurt. So take that thing back to Walmart. They'll take care of you. From a lot of great tips and recipes online. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. 
So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate 54 wieners. But listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> You could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. Hey, just like that, we're in the second hour, everybody. Free pass. Thanks again to Kevin Bevington from OutdoorCookingChannel.com, HomeBBQ.com as well. We call it Home Barbecue. Here are the insiders. Also, Scott Roberts for uh, reviewing sauces tonight. ScottRobertsWeb.com. Congratulations to Tim for winning rooftop barbecue sauce. We make a note of that. Also, Adam for winning the uh, Albuquerque. Albuquerque sauce is on my, or I'm sorry, uh, both of those. Albuquerque is after the rooftop barbecue sauce. Thanks to those two for uh, donating to the show. Always fun to have uh, great prizes. And, hey, everybody, look what you've did. We've worked to get, this is what I'm talking about. Central Lights have allowed me to finally, after weeks and weeks of looking like an incompetent a-hole, where I my lead-in music, or it's actually technically my outro music for the show, uh, always runs over the top. I never time it out right, but uh, because even in the beginning of the first hour, people were telling me and reminding me to stop it. Look at all of these people just chiming in. Oh, man, outstanding. Central Lights, we've done it together. You're right, Don G. You're right. We have ownership. We all own the show together. Everybody has just made it a better show, technically sounding. There was somebody on the Brethren Barbecue site. It's bbq-brethren.com in the general barbecue section that said they like playing the Barbecue Central radio show drinking game. He said, I think he said drinking game. Uh And I was like, what? When I hit the air horn or the uh uh-oh or the hammer and he said, no, he drinks when there's like technical difficulties or uh, when something else. So he must have been now very sad that uh, we were able to resolve this technical issue together. We've done it together. And really, that's what makes it good for each and every person. Coming up in about five minutes from now, we're going to be joined by Mike Davis. He happens to be the pit master of Laudable Barbecue. Just one in Greenwood, South Carolina this past weekend. If we look at that, it was a $20,000 prize purse. Again, Greenwood, South Carolina, and there were 50, I believe it was 59 teams. Let me look at this. Yeah, 59 teams, and there were a a small handful of some of the top teams out there on the competition circuit. And I know that was a QOW was there, too. I believe they're second right now in the KCBS Team of the Year, and that was a real battle. We're going to be talking to Mike about that. Uh, Those two were really duking it out for reserve and grand championship honors. And I went when it's really because, you know, each one was like trading calls during categories. And there was, I'm sure, a definitive point 
during the brisket portion where Mike probably knew that he had it locked up. But we're going to ask him about that. Also, uh, we're going to extend it out a little bit and just kind of see where he thinks competition barbecue sits in. Uh, one thing we know about Mike, gentlemen, classy, gracious, and he will tell it exactly like it is. And always on the forefront of what's happening in the world of barbecue as well. So look for Mike Davis here in a couple minutes. Also, we're going to be talking with uh, Robin Medlin Lindars. Uh, probably around the, let's call it 1035-ish Eastern Standard Time. Uh, We'll be talking about filming, grilling webisodes with a local producer down where she is in southern Florida. Uh, Also, she has a cooking channel grilling-themed episode of uh, Foodography. That'll be coming on next Tuesday. Uh, Perhaps uh, talking about a competition team. All this great stuff with uh, favorite monthly show guest and blogger extraordinaire Grill Girl, G-R-R-R-L, I believe it is, dot com. So uh, we'll talk to Robin at 1035 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Adam already claiming his prize, the sauce winner, Albuquerque sauce winner. There you go. There you go, Adam. Good for you, buddy. We're going to get that right down. Also, I got an email in from uh, Patrick, and Patrick says the rooftop barbecue sauce arrived thanks a lot for the record let me make sure i can read all this for the record the barbecue i'm sorry for the record and because the truth is the truth that is a better sauce than most i have tried lately seriously considering it in a cop recipe first competition style sauce my 94 year old mother-in-law my wife and i all thought were good just going into initial testing but most sauces i tried just don't make it this far at all Good stuff. And again, Patrick, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you for the review. You know, I give away millions, if not at least tens of dollars worth of merchandise each and every week on the show. And few of you, and you know who you are, even bother to tell me if it sucks or if it's great. So I appreciate the feedback. The fizzback. None of you actually know what fizzback means. But. This is uh, what it's all about, a little feedback from the listeners. All right, I don't know about you, but quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of trying to segue in even the next 35 seconds. I want to get right to the man with the master disaster, treat you like plaster plan, uh, the pit master of Laudable Barbecue Team, uh, Mike Davis. So we're going to go ahead and uh, run into him. Why not? As promised, joining me now is a multiple-time, I believe four-time American Royal winner, Team of the Year in 2006 of KCBS. They were runners-up in 2007. They finished seventh overall in 2008. Last year, they were a fifth place. He also has a very successful line of barbecue rubs and sauces. If you're any fan of the show, you've heard him on a number of times. One of my favorite guys to talk barbecue with, Pitmaster of Laudable Barbecue Competition Cooking Team, Mike Davis, joining me here on the show. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Mike. Always appreciate you taking time out to join me here on the uh, Tuesday night internet radio show, talking a little barbecue with you. Had a great weekend uh, this past down there in Greenwood, South Carolina. 59 teams line up for this event. Laudable comes out on top. Now that you've had a few days away from it, Mike, how do you think the cook went for you? And did you have to contend with anything out of the ordinary during this weekend? Well, no, uh, it, it was really a pretty ordinary weekend uh, uh, for the summer as far as that goes. You know, we had a lot of heat this, this uh, summer that's uh, been quite out of the ordinary, but uh, we got a little rain, kind of cooled things off, and and uh, then the heat came right back again. So 
we were pretty happy with everything we turned in. Uh, it, it wasn't anything just over the top, but it wasn't anything horrible. So uh, we were happy going into the turn-ins and afterwards over with, and uh, it worked out well for us. You know, Mike, you mentioned the heat, and you travel all over the country to cook in various barbecue competitions. Do you really have to game plan or be able to adjust on the fly if you're not really uh, knowing what type of weather you're going to be cooking in? Because obviously storms or heat could show up more than it's predicted for. Do you have to game plan for that on a weekend-in, weekend-out basis? You know, believe it or not, Greg, that's probably more of a about a seat-of-your-pants type thing. Um, just just for the, the high heat, you know, you got to know whether your cooker is going to going to cause a, uh, uh, a heat spike, and it's going to it's going to hold heat more. Is it going to dissipate more in the cold weather? It's not really anything you plan. It's just knowing your equipment and knowing how to react really quick to when it does happen. Mike Davis joining us here on the show. Uh, Mike, you had some pretty stiff competition this pit uh, this past weekend. Uh, in specific, you had Mike Wozniak from QWOW, and you guys were kind of uh, going back and forth during uh, all those turn-ins. He's the reigning KCBS Team of the Year. Does going up against you know those top echelon teams uh, pretty much weekend in, weekend out for you really pump you up a little bit more, or have you been doing it so long now that you remain pretty even-keeled regardless? Well, we try to stay more even keel regardless, but, you know, it, it's always fun to have Mike and Beth there, uh, to have other other top teams, uh, Bubba and Shannon were there. You know, there's just a, just a host of good cooks that were there at, the, at this weekend and, and all over anymore. You know, used to, we used to say that, it, you know, you could bottom feed, you know, in some places. Well, that's that's been gone for a couple of years now. No matter where you go, you got good teams there. And for me, it's, it's all about the competition. Um, I love to see others there, uh, just to, to see if you're still good enough to run with the big boys or not, you know. There was a lot of talk earlier in the year with gas prices anticipated to be up, you know, towards five gallons during the course of the summer that people are already starting to scale back on competitions. Have you been traveling the road? Have you seen uh, – any type of discrepancy or a, a disparaging amount of teams that you thought might be at competitions that aren't, or have they been still pretty well attended? You know, the, I think the economy with the gas prices has caused some people not to travel out as far. Um, we even spent a month at home in Oklahoma doing uh, some Oklahoma contests, and I got to tell you, Greg, it was pretty nice being able to drive 100 mile, 125 mile, and be back home in my own bed for a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then come back out here and hit it again. But um, gas prices seem to have come down a little bit, so I think that'll loosen some things up. I bought diesel for the other day in uh, South Carolina for $3.60, and I almost got excited about it for a few <laughs> minutes. I thought, golly, what am I doing here? Yeah, this is the plan. You know, you know you're, you're paying a dollar more, dollar fifty more than that, and then when it backs down to three sixty, you're getting ready to do cartwheels. I know. I don't know. That is uh, that. That's some type of trickery, I think. But uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. So let's go I ahead know. and look at yeah. your uh, categories by uh, turn in. You of course get called out for chicken first. Now, was this competition calling out uh, top ten, top fifteen? What were they doing? They 
Yeah, they call it top ten, uh-huh. All right, top ten. So you finished third in chicken overall. That's obviously the first category that they call at each competition, uh, typically. And right. when you right. turned it in, you said you felt good about all the turn-ins, but when you turned the chicken in specifically, did you think it was you know top three chicken out of 59 teams? I did. I actually did. Uh, we know when our chicken is on, and, and it was on this weekend. There was no doubt about it. So my, my official taster had already given me the thumbs up that it was good before she took off with it. So <laughs> now let me ask you a question here, Mike. It it almost seems without fail when I talk to pit masters out there on the competition circuit. And now that I've been doing the show for almost three years live, I've talked to a number of them, uh, whether it be on the air or off the air through email or whatever. And chicken always seems to be a category that is mystifying. It's an enigma. It's something that you do really well at four, five, six weeks in a row, and then all of a sudden it'll start to fall off for some unknown reason. Do you guys still have uh, issues with chicken here or there? Has it always been a, a fairly consistent category for you? How is it for Team Laudable? Well, for ch- chicken for us has always been fairly consistent. Um, we kind of got off track, and, and that wasn't uh, – that wasn't the chicken's fault. That was because we got off track. Uh, you know, I, David tells me, you know, just leave it alone. It'll come back. And, and it always does. But, you know, I get a little antsy every once in a while. It doesn't, doesn't hit top 10, man. I'm ready. I want to try something different. But she calls me back down. She says, no, you know, you can't do that. you got to stay with it. What have you been preaching all these years, you know? And uh, chicken usually sets the tone for us. If we do well in chicken... We usually do well in the contest. If we don't do well in chicken, then we don't do well the rest of the contest. All right, so as you track your scores over the course of, let's say, a month or six weeks, and you start to see a steady progression of a category starting to fall off from where you would deem it to be successful otherwise, when do you start to make changes, and how do you make changes? Are they very minimal? Will you start to make less than wholesale changes, or will you just change the boat altogether? No, it's it's less than wholesale changes when you make something. It it's got to be very minimal. It's uh, it, it you you have to go back. I have to go back a couple of years when when something falls off. It's usually something that I've done that I've changed um, in in the the uh, course of the process of how we do it or what we use. It's either more of a product or less of a product. And, and if I think back and I just get right back to the basics, and it all falls back in place again. It, it's, it's, really, it's really so simple that it's almost, it's almost silly. <laughs> Mike Davis joining us here on the show, Pitmaster from Laudable Barbecue, talking about the competition that he won grand champion in Greenwood, South Carolina. By the way, that's the South Carolina Festival of Discovery. Uh, ribs is the category next. So you placed third in chicken, so you got to be feeling pretty good about that. Ribs is the next category up, and uh, not as high, but it's a top ten call, so you've walked the stage now twice. How did the ribs turn in for you? Well, the, the ribs, I thought when he called the ninth place, I, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to get a, a top ten call regardless, but I, I kind of looked at David and I said, they're better than that. And, uh, of course, I marched right on up there and got that ninth place, so... Uh, we thought they were better than that, and uh, there was there was obviously some excellent ribs turned in along with it. So, 
All we'll right. take the map and go on. So we're looking at and it really did shape up to be kind of a, a very nice, uh, interesting con uh, test between you and uh, you, Debbie, and uh, Mike and Beth. Uh, Q Wow finished first in chicken and then in ribs they were 15 so you didn't see them get called you get called twice right off the bat uh were when they got when they won chicken and you didn't see them get called a little relief do you not really think about that when different teams are getting called up yeah you know we we uh we actually kind of tracked just a few people uh and who's got what we knew he had the first uh we had a third we got a ninth and he didn't get a call so we're kind of feeling pretty good about that at the, at the time of the rib category was over. All right, so uh, a third-place call, a ninth-place call. We move on to Pork. You finish fourth there. However, Mike finishes, uh, QL finishes third place, so just one spot above you. So we're starting to get kind of hotly contested because nobody knows where Mike finished overall in the uh, ribs portion at that point because they're only calling top right, ten. Exactly. Uh, how did you feel yeah, about exactly. your Pork tournament? Well, I, I knew at that at that third and fourth place call in the court that we were we were probably about even back up again, uh, and I knew at that point it was probably going to come back down to the uh, uh, to the brisket. And it seems like it all. I knew. I knew Go ahead. I, I knew his ribs couldn't have been very far out. Uh, I, I had him when when he doesn't get a call, I always count him at eleven. <laughs> Always a safe bet, right? 10, I count him at 11, yeah. <laughs> now, it always seems like at some of the, the best competitions during the course of the year, everything's going to be coming down to the, bis- the brisket category. Last category, always kind of deemed one of the tougher individual categories to cook all the time. And you hear Mike get called in the sixth place, and then you have to wait kind of those four or five extra spots before you hear who's winning. So as you're building towards the winner of that category – how did you feel about your turn in initially when you sent it, and then when you haven't heard your name in fifth, fourth, third, second place, do you start getting a little antsy? <laughs> well, you do. Uh, you know, when, when we turned the brisket in, it went in the box easy. I mean, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, I, I never take a picture of my turn in uh, boxes. Um, two times in my life, I wish I had them. Well, one last year at Jack Daniels when we got the 180 in the brisket, and this past weekend in, in Greenwood, I wish I'd take a picture of one as well. Um, I, I knew the brisket was good, and I, you know, I don't say that braggingly, but but the, the taste, the texture was there, and when it went in the box so easy, um, it just it was beautiful in the box. Uh, so I felt pretty good about it. But I can say, you know, when he got the sixth place brisket call. We were even up with three calls apiece, and I'm thinking, Lord, just let me get another, give me another call here. I got down to seven, dude, and I said, ah, we didn't get no brisket call. <laughs> and uh, at that time, we got the first. So uh, at that point, we felt pretty good about it. But the way the scoring and the, and the, uh, the judging has gone in the last couple of years, four calls don't mean anything. You know, I wonder, Mike, when you when you feel that good about your brisket, you wish you would have taken a picture of it, and then you're eking towards where they call the winner of that particular category. Do you ever think, well, I know it's going to be me regardless. I mean, it was that good. No, no. <laughs> why, why is no, that never I, the case? I've never, I've never seen that. 
Mike Davis joining us here from Laudable Barbecue. Uh, his website, by the way, laudablebbq.com. Uh, we're talking about his big win down there in Greenwood, South Carolina. Uh, you know, Mike, you and Debbie have won a lot of grands in your time on the circuit. And has winning a competition started even a little bit to lose its luster at all? Or is it always something special each and every time? You know, it's always something special each and every time. Uh, I, I, I think, I would like to think if it ever got, if we got complacent with it just being an eye okay, then we probably need to go do something else. But it's, it's always special every time. All right, so obviously I've led you into a question that I'm going to ask that might be a little bit too difficult to answer right off the top of your head, but that's all right. Uh, if you take a look back right now at all of the grand championships that you have amassed here over the uh, number of you know seven, eight, nine years, uh, do one or two stick out to you more than the rest? Could you name a couple right off the top of your head that you always consider to be right at the top? Well, I guess the, the first one that I'll never forget would be the uh, first TCBS uh, contest we won in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, North Little Rock, Arkansas, the Minuteman contest. Uh, it's pretty, pretty. I guess it's it's kind of amusing now, but Debbie used to for that whole year she called me the Minuteman, so uh, just from winning that contest. But that one, the uh, the American Royal, I can never forget. You know, years two thousand two, five, six, and ten. Uh, it's just burned in my brain. I'll never get those out. Uh, and then the other ones, um, you know, the, the other one that sticks out really in my mind was the one uh, where we won all the helicopters. Um, it's the uh, Fort Rucker, Fort Rucker, Alabama. That was, uh, I still get a lot of comments about Oh, I just wanted one helicopter. We got one trophy that had three different helicopters built and mounted on it. Huh. And uh, it's, it's still sits in the living room. But, uh, those are just some that just really stick out in my mind. Uh, but they're all special know, I, regardless. <laughs> they what? I said they're all special regardless, all right? They are. They are. They absolutely are. Mike Davis joining us here on the show. A lot of bull barbecue pitmaster. Uh, Mike, when you roll into any particular event, uh, I'm not saying this to uh, you know inflate your ego or anything. I mean, obviously, you've been doing this a long time. You win a lot. You've been doing a lot of very good stuff uh, in terms of giving back to community around you, to the barbecue community. Uh, do you get a lot of attention when you show up at events? Do people seek you out to shake your hand and talk to you and, and kind of kick around barbecue and grilling with you a little bit? They do, and 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 I still enjoy that. Uh, I, I like to be able just to talk to people that come by. Uh, that's one of the things we like about the contest here in Greenwood is uh, this is only our third year here, but already there's a following of, of people that, come by to see us, you know, the first year, the second year, and then this last year, and, you know, they run up and they want to take pictures, they want to shake hands, they want to, they want to look at the, and, and uh, some guys, some will come by on the second day, so, well, I wanted to come by and see you yesterday, but, oh, I was just scared to come by. I said, man, don't never be scared to come by and see us. You know, if we're outside, we're always available, so, uh, but the, but the, the, <laughs> 
I guess shaking hands and kissing babies, I never get tired of that. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, it, it's always fun. I had a girl this weekend that came came running up with her mom and said, would you take a picture with me and my mom? I said, absolutely. You know, we'll take them all day long. All right, we have that, a, that, that makes you feel good. We have a question coming in on the uh, instant chat here. I figured this was going to get rifled off at some point. I probably asked you this in the past, or probably it was last year when you won the American Royal. But uh, if you if you had a chance to weigh uh, which one you would find more, but let me let me make sure that I'm going to ask this question right. Somebody specifically wrote it. Uh, which which uh, competition do you consider to have more weight in winning, the American Royal or the Jack Daniels? The American Royal. Why? <laughs> not, ju- not just Why because you've won it 28 Why times. I know that was coming next. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I enjoy going to the Jack Daniels. Um, and you're right. We talked about this last time, I think. But, you know, I, I, I love the Royal because everybody's there it's not it's not the luck of the draw of who's there it's everybody's there um the invitational side sure you had to win your way in there that just puts the best of the best up there and then the open side is just an extension of that you're going to cook against them plus another 400 the next day so I, i i don't know how you could ever compare that to the Jack Daniels. I mean, you know, the Jack is Jack is a lottery top admission um, with some some automatics to go along with it. But uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot of good teams that should be in the Jack that don't get there, that never make it there. Mike Davis joining us here on the show. By the way, I agree with that uh, opinion. Uh, not necessarily a popular one that I uh, share every once in a while on the show, but that's all right. At least I got somebody that agrees with me. Uh, Mike, you also... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now, uh, because you're doing uh, so well in brisket, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, it seemed over the last couple of years, Wagyu beef has become all the rage. Everybody wanted to get their hands on it. Snake River Farms has formed a very small monopoly on that type of stuff. Are you guys uh, also partaking in the Wagyu beef brisket, or do you stick with the regular stuff? No, we do. We, we've been using the Wagyu brisket for about uh, three and a half years now. Uh, only ours comes from Strew Branch out of Pittsburgh, Texas. Um, it's, a, it's a family-owned beef cattle ranch that, that is solely Wagyu American beef raised on their ranch, so... And you have you found there? I mean, obviously you have, but I mean, you have found when you were able to get your hands on this versus what you had been using in the past to be a substantial enough difference to switch from what you were using uh, in the past to what you're using now. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, it was. Uh, it was a little. It was a little trickier to learn how to cook because of the high fat content in the meat. Uh, but once once that was established, I don't cook nothing else. I want to cook it every weekend. Is there a huge taste difference between it? There's a, there, there is. Um, like I said, because of the fat content, uh, you have to learn how to cook it a little different. And if the fat content's higher, then your flavor is a little different. Uh, it's almost a rich, buttery taste. So in, in doing that, you have to be careful with what kind of uh, uh, seasons and rubs that you pair it with. 
and the amount that you have to use because it's, you know, there's so much fat trying to come out of that meat when it cooks that if you're not careful, you'll end up with a bland taste uh, meat, not necessarily what you normally would look for in a brisket, but it'll, it'll, uh, the, the fat content will actually wash the rub out. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. Yep, absolutely. Mike Davis joining us here on the show, pitmaster of Laudable Barbecue Competition Team. You can find their website, laudablebbq.com. Mike, also, you've been uh, introducing you know these rubs and sauces that you have available. I imagine these are all still for sale, and uh, you're doing pretty well on those? They are, yeah. we've. Uh, uh, in fact, we have some new deals working uh, with some distribution on uh, some of the rubs, and uh, we we're pretty excited about that. But, yeah, we have all the have our sauce. We only have the one sauce, and then we have the three different rubs. Uh, the red dirt, uh, which is all a, a, a primarily a beef rub that's used on brisket, uh, and unbelievable is all purpose seasoning. And then we also have a bull buster, which is our steak seasoning. And these are for sale on the website as well. These are these are for sale on the website. They're for sale around a few stores around uh, Alabama and Tennessee. Uh, we have it on the shelf in quite a few stores around there. Uh, primarily, though, it's internet sales stores. Right, com is a place to go to uh, find that for sure. Mike, outside of you know your own stuff, if you're going to be making some barbecue in the backyard uh, or if you're going to be having a party at the house or bringing something over to friends, what are some of your favorite sauces just to use, you know, not having to do anything with competition, but what are just some of your favorite sauces and rubs to use at home? Well, you know, my favorite rub to use at home is our unbelievable rub. Um, it, uh, it has a, uh, a high clove content in it. And, uh, if, if you haven't ever used that before, it's, I mean, it's just wonderful on meats and, and vegetables. Uh, it's even good on nuts and fish. Now that's, that's, I make a marinade out of that with the unbelievable, just using unbelievable, uh, uh, brown sugar and kosher salt on chicken, brine them overnight and then grill it up the next day. Man, it's just absolutely wonderful. Like- as far as using a lot of sauces, you know, we use our own sauce sometimes, but I'm not a big sauce fan when I when I cook at home. Uh, my grandsons will tell you that nobody makes sauce like Papa does, but uh, they're 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 my biggest they're my biggest uh, promoters of the sauce, I guess. Uh, when they when they have barbecue, but uh, we're not a big sauce we're not a big sauce fan around the house. So. My last question here before I let you go, Mike, and I do appreciate the time you've uh, spent with me uh, here tonight. You know, we've seen TV shows over the last, you know, four or five years. Obviously, you're pretty familiar with being part of the uh, barbecue championship series that uh, John Marcus put on. You won it uh, the one year that you were there. And uh, it right. kind of reemerged again uh, last month on a Saturday, 2 o'clock Eastern on CBS. So as far as primetime major broadcast network appearance, uh, certainly this one takes the prize for getting on there first. But there's been, you know, Barbecue Pitmaster season one and season two, uh, obviously different formats. You've seen Food Network take their stab at a few different ones. As far as the barbecue that's out there on television that you've seen, you've also been a part of television, whether it be produce shots at local you know, news stations showing you how to do ribs, this or that, or taking part in a TV show. What is your take, what is your gauge of what you're seeing being representative of barbecue and what's happening out there? Well, I don't know. That's kind of a... That's 
kind of a hard question for me to answer. I, uh, I think uh, a lot of that is made for TV type stuff. Um, just to be kind of honest with you, I don't think it's a true representation of what we do week in, week out. Uh, but what we do week in, week out would probably not make good TV. Uh, it's, it's almost like if you go to a contest and you look around, it's kind of like watching grass grow. You know, there's, there's just not a lot to it. Uh, so I think I think they actually, you know, done some prodding and made it for TV. Could I could I make the case, Mike? And uh, I'm not trying to argue with you to, to tell you the competition barbecue was a lot more exciting uh, than maybe it actually is because you're the one doing it a lot more than me, obviously. But could I not say that uh, watching? 40 uh, stock cars make left-hand turns for four hours is like watching grass grow. And that seems to well, be very popular. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It is popular. But, but you know, you know, they're not watching the, the public and the fans is not watching the cars go around in a circle. They're waiting for that wreck. Yes. So why not? Why not, Why wouldn't the wreck be, you know, the turn-ins and uh, the calls at the barbecue competitions? That could be our wreck. Well, I, I, you know, I kind of think that's the way it should be. Uh, you know, about 10 minutes of watching you cook, and the rest of it should be at the turn-in time. The turn-in and the awards time. That's where all the action's going on. I'm, I'm just under the belief, and maybe you would know, uh, and maybe you have a theory on this too, that if it was, if you could latch on to a team, let's just, uh, well, I mean, it could be two different ways. If you're going to shoot it, uh, because there always seems to be a continual draw to, you know, reality television. And if some type of a production company came up to you and Debbie said, look, you know, we want to focus it with the premise being competition barbecue. But obviously it's going to be you two that are making people turn back in to the show each and every week because, you know, something's happening to you guys on the road or, you know, whatever it is that reality is happening. Oh, by the way, you're showing up each and every weekend and you're doing competition barbecue and we kind of fall back on that. So I think that could potentially be a good show where you're just focusing on one team, any validity to my thought there or completely unbased? Oh, I, yeah, I think you're right on the money. I think that's what it's going to take uh, to, to make it happen. Uh, when you get ready, you just call me. We'll do it. Yeah, well, as soon as I get that money and uh, my uh, John Marcus <laughs> friend. And the other thought I had was this. why, As you said, the most exciting times are you know point A, point B during the weekend. There has to be a filming crew out there that can package that and then – in between breaks of NASCAR or in between breaks of National Football League shows, uh, this and that, that you can show almost another competition inside an actual competition. What do you think about that? Oh, you absolutely could. I think you're right on the money. That could, a, that could very well happen. It's amazing. I'm still just sitting here behind a microphone doing a radio show on the Internet, nonetheless. It's, it's outrageous. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> Uh, Mike Davis joining us here on the show and agreeing with me every left turn. That's why he's my most favorite interview ever starting now. Uh, again, the website, laudablebbq.com. Mike, where are you going to be next? Uh, we're going to be over here at the Gaffney, South Carolina this weekend. Uh, anybody? Got, uh, a good, got a good card. Uh, got a good card lined up. Uh, I think this morning, I think he had 45 teams uh, signed up over here. And it's a, it's a little small contest, a little small town, South Carolina, but for some reason, there's 45 teams showed up here. Mike, do you, when you get down to specific regions of the country that I guess are, are more known for being a barbecue mecca than some of the others, 
Do you ever switch flavor profiles at all to meet the people that are out no. there, or do you just stay the same regardless? No, we stay the same regardless. So look for uh, Mike down at Gaffney, South Carolina. And uh, where are you going to be at after that? Uh, we'll go to do the Sam's Club in Memphis the next weekend. All right, so that's always going to be a big draw out there, too. So Sam's Club, yeah. uh, Gaffney come this yeah. week. Sam's Club after that. I mean, you happy to see Sam's Club come on board with Competition Barbecue? Yeah, I am glad to see. I'm glad to see them uh, put the money into it. I'm not uh, uh, I'm not sure that it was all set up correctly, but uh, we're glad to see it be a part of KCBS. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you're currently sitting in eighth place right now, uh, at least from last update, for Team of the Year. I know when we talked after you won the American Royal, uh, you were creeping up the charts there as far as, you know, one, two, three overall championship, but you made it a very definitive point during the end of our interview saying, look, you know, if we're not there, we're not going to chase it towards the end of the year like there had been the year past with I Smell Smoke and uh, Pellet Envy and uh, Iowa Smoky D's. You had other interests that were lying as far as business of barbecue. Same thing this year, or will you make a run? No, same thing. Uh, we we kind of kind of have our path that we'd like to run, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, you know, last year we might could have made a difference uh, into that third place, uh, but it wasn't worth a trip to California to do that. So, um, at some point, you just got to use your head. That's right, absolutely. Mike Davis joining us here. He's the pitmaster of Laudable competition team, currently sitting in eighth place overall for Team of the Year, KCBS rankings, and won the competition in Greenwood, South Carolina, just this past weekend. Mike, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Oh, you bet. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Greg. All right, take care. Good luck this weekend. It's Mike Davis. Class act, buddy. Class freaking act. You know what? I'll do it again. Absolutely. Fabulous. Love that guy. All right, uh, before we get Robin Medlin on the show, want to tell you about newest sponsor. Perhaps you've heard of them. Perhaps you tuned in last week, Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue. That's right. Butcher Barbecue. Uh, they do have the sweet barbecue sauce. Uh, you know about them because a Butcher Barbecue brisket injection is the best tasting marinade deemed by highly skilled and qualified judges from barbecue cook-offs sanctioned by various barbecue associations from all over the United States, also Canada, because uh, when it's not snowing, they do have barbecue competitions. It's a simple-to-use marinade designed to be injected into the meat to increase the moisture flavor. I'm sorry, to increase the moisture while intensifying the beef flavor. So that is like the number one seller is the brisket injection out there. And, of course, they have a new item uh, that is available now called Grill. It's a revolutionary product that can flavor many different different types of meat with some easy to follow applications and if you're anything when you're dumb like me you need easy and follow uh, easy to follow applications one way you do it through marinating where you place your meat into a container you cover it with enough grill liquid to cover the product for about two to four hours and then a, a quicker way, of course, is just as inefficient as through the injector use a simple uh, syringe injecting tool and you go ahead and put 
the meat on with the grill. Let it sit about 30 to 60 minutes. For full flavor boost, use both methods. That means marinating and injecting. And what item, one item that can do both, yeah, that's grill. For brining, you mix a half a cup of grill with eight cups of liquid. And for injecting, you'd use an eighth cup to about a quarter cup of grill to two cups of liquid. And grill is highly recommended for chicken. But, of course, after you taste how great it is on chicken, you'll realize it can be used on ribs. You could do it on steak. You could do it on pork chops. It doesn't matter. It will give you all of the moistness expected while adding a great grilled flavor. And you can put a two-pound cart in your bag right now for $25.50 right now. It's like the featured item of the day here for Butcher Barbecue on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Again, a two-pound uh, portion of grill right on your cart just for $25.00. And fifty cents. It's absolutely fabulous. Also, they have uh, barbecue rubs as well. So you can get the barbecue spice pack, which is four rubs for twenty nine bucks. Uh, you get the uh, Texas steak and brisket rub. There's a honey rub. There's a premium rub, which means it's better than all the rubs, of course. And then you have the all purpose hickory seasoned salt as well. Many different things to choose from when it comes to butcher barbecue, and they are a proud sponsor of the Barbecue Central Radio Show. And it's, as I always say, you want to do some, you want to do a favor for me? You want to do a favor for me? Please give special consideration to the sponsors of the show. They have deemed the show worthy enough to uh, use advertising dollars here to get outside the box. And that's what it's all about. So you go to butcherbbq.com. That's the web address, butcherbbq.com. And then you can peruse what looks to be almost a brand new website, at least from uh, the last time I had checked it out. It's a very awesome, very interactive. And they do have, aside from the brisket injection, the pork injection. Uh, and don't forget to order. Uh, wait a second. Uh, forgot to order. Didn't know you were coming to a cop. Two-day shipping through UPS. What? What? If you forgot to order, you're heading to a cop, you forgot to order, didn't know you were going to go to a cop, forgot your stuff. Two-day shipping through United – I'm sorry, that's UPS. Uh, so you get all the details there as well. It's outstanding. It's Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue. And then if you don't have injectors like for me, um, I just broke an injector. So I'm going to be calling uh, Dave here to get a replacement. Uh, but they have the 2-inch 14-gauge needle. You have a 60cc syringe as well. You can add those to cart. They have barbecue phosphates. It is a veritable cornucopia. It's not just injection, but it's rubs and sauces, all that great stuff. Plus, uh, I can't wait to uh, talk to Dave again about what it's like to bring a, uh, like cattle up from when they're born and how you feed them and all that good stuff until you, we take them down and murder them, and then we get to eat them. Because that's the best-tasting murder is steak murder, I think. Uh, just for me. Maybe it's not for you, but uh, one of my favorite things ever is steak. ButcherBBQ.com is the web address. ButcherBBQ.com. Hook up right now with the new product grill and, of course, uh, all of their successful barbecue marinades and uh, rub as well. Uh, well, murder work, it's the same thing. You know what I'm talking about, Dave. That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, we are going to raise up Robin Medlin. Stand by. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Quarter till the top of the hour. Thanks again for Mike Davis joining us here on the show. Awesome. One of the classiest guys ever. 
you want to see class in the Webster's Dictionary, Mike. Look for him in Gaffney this coming weekend, and then he'll be in Sam's, uh, the Sam's Club event after that. Thanks again. LottableBBQ.com. All right, let's head on over to the hotline. Join one of my favorite monthly contributors to the show. It's Robin Medlin Lindars. Robin, how are you, honey? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Robin? Hello. Well, it says it says we're connected. Wait a second. It's not it's, quickly, Chris Rude. The show is going downhill. What? Hold on a second. Now I have to make sure that the phone rings and ba ba ba. This is the worst thing ever. That's right, uh, Dave Bosca. Everybody, look at you guys are going crazy. Outstanding. All right, uh, setting is not right. So now I have to dig into the email. Blah blah blah. Let me know if you have issues calling. Uh, Robin, guess what? I have issues calling you. It's not going to do me any good when I can't call you anyway. Just finding her, uh, finding her uh, number here. Give me a second. So, what do you think about Mike Davis? Uh, really, one of the class acts out there on the competition scene, uh, which is always nice, of course. Uh, oh, maybe this will work. God, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. No, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Wait a second. She's probably hooked in. Do you have your microphone hooked in right? Everybody's drinking like crazy right now. I'm going to go to the uh, going to go to the cell phone hotline. Let's see. Oh, oh, what? Mobile phone number. Yeah. Yeah, I want to continue. Call it. Damn it. Just hang up on her. Come on. Here we go. Watch me save this segment. All right. We're going to head over to one of my favorite monthly contributors, Robin Medlin Lindars. It's Grill Girl. Robin, how are you, honey? I, I don't know what's going on with Skype. Microsoft bought it and it's gone right down the tubes. I don't know what the dealio is with that. I thought it was maybe just me and my, you know, technical incapabilities or whatever. But that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, Happy birthday, Brett. Hey, thank you Happy very much. Birthday. Well, I appreciate it. And my dad wanted me to um, make sure you got his Facebook message. Yeah, I did. I did. I was very happy to see. Evidently, you're a cancer. My husband's a cancer. Uh, Yes. Well, uh, it's better to be a cancer than have cancer. I always say that. Um, That's right. Now, we have a lot to talk about. I apologize we're running a little late, but, uh, you know, Mike Davis is a star beyond compare, and he was just doling out great information. Hard to uh, break away from that. But uh, now that we have you on here, we have a number of things that we can talk about. And just as I was ending my conversation with Mike, we were talking about barbecue on television and how this seems to be getting more and more airtime. And then, of course, Coincidentally, or not coincidentally, you happen to have a, a cooking channel segment coming up Tuesday, July 19th, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys have seen the show, but uh, it's the foodography. It is um, basically the show is all about, it's like a food, and each um, episode is essentially like a biography on a different type of food. So they did one on cooling, and they reached out to me. So next Tuesday at 9 p.m., um, I What? <laughs> <Hey-oh>! <laughs> oh, man. 
I can't even. Wow. That was unsolicited. That wasn't even my fault. It just dropped. Drop it like it's hot. Are you Drop it like it's hot. Oh, no. I'll leave you a message, all right? Leave you a message. Robin. Hey. Hey, we're back. Look, if you don't want to do the show, just don't. You don't have to hang up on me. How brutal. (laughs) I am on my cell phone. Sorry about that. Um, So, yeah, I would love it if you guys tuned in. Let me know what you think. On the show, I'll be grilling. I actually did. Uh, seafood. I did fish grilled in banana leaves that I chopped down in my backyard with a grilled um, mango avocado salsa, and we even did grilled cocktails, which you know I love to do. And we have a like a mock grilling clinic, so that should be fun and it'll be my five minutes of fame. But it's very exciting, nonetheless. So do you, do you, you guys can tune in and tell me what you think. Do you have? Um, I'm going to sound like an idiot here, but that's all right. When don't I? Do you have a banana tree in the backyard? I do. Really? You know, I mean, South Florida is the tropics. So it's a little, yeah, I mean, South Florida is a little crazy. It's, it's the tropics. You know, you get iguanas, and I have wild parrots that perch on the um, the power lines. So it's all kind of part of that whole wow. South Florida tropical gig. So, um, so yeah. But, you know, if you don't have banana leaves, you can always use aluminum foil. <laughs> I, I don't have banana leaves, but I do have hypodermic syringe needles that the uh, junkies leave on the streets of Cleveland. Probably something that I don't want to use, right, when I'm wrapping meat? <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. use that. All right. Don't use that. Well, that sounds like yeah. a very kind of southern Florida type of menu that you have for foodography. So that'll be a Tuesday, July 19th at uh, 9 p.m. And then from what I understand... Because it's all the rage going around uh, the United States and into Canada, England too, uh, from the last two weeks from conversations that I've had, is a competition barbecue and perhaps uh, you are starting a competition team with your dad. So, well, as you know, Greg, my dad is gaga about barbecue and yes. more, you know, slow and slow. I'm real well. So really this is, he's heading this up because I've got, a, you know, a multitude of projects, but, um, I think what we're going to do is, is do a couple, uh, you know, do some competitions. Uh, he's a member of the you know, South, um, excuse me, South Carolina Association, which is funny because I am originally a North Carolina girl, so it'll be it'll be interesting to make a mustard sauce. But um, so what we'll probably do is do some competitions in South Carolina, maybe even a couple in Georgia. And his ultimate goal is to um, enter patio porkers at Memphis in May, because as you know. Um, We've been competing with a team, and I think he wants to take maybe a little bit more of an active role. And uh, the name of the team that he has come up with is Grill Girl and the Barbecue Whisperers, which I think is very cute. <laughs> it's a pretty long um, name. It's Well, we'll probably just be the Barbecue Whisperers, I mean, for short and, you know, for all intents and purposes. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I would love to do more stuff in Florida, too, and I am a member of the FBA, but... you. South Florida, like being in Miami, is so far from everything. I mean, it's a good 11 hours even just to get to the northern part of the state. So I think it makes more sense for me to go do more stuff in in South Carolina and Georgia with him up there. And I was wanting to see what what the crowd thought about this. My dad just got a Traeger. And, um, you know, when I I ask all my barbecue buds about it, I get mixed reviews. And I was wondering what what you think about about Traegers because, I mean, he is loving it. And he says it's you know, it's really good about maintaining temperature. Um, but, you know, when I ask my friends, they're kind of like, eh. 
So what, what do you think, Greg, about, about the Traeger smoker? Uh, well, here's the problem. Uh, I can't give, I can only give you what I have heard from people that use them. Uh, I don't own a Traeger. I would like to own a pellet grill. I would have to say that if I was in the market for a pellet grill right now, because I have seen the uh, Green Mountain grills in action, like personally, I would probably lean towards that. However, I think that when you're talking about pellet grills, Traeger was by far and away the one that blazed the trail to get these into any type of popularity, regardless of you know how they've kind of sold out from the the more family oriented company to to whatever it is they are now. Uh, and since they lost the patent on the auger system, blah blah blah, I mean, we could talk about it for days. I know teams that use Traegers all the time, and they do very well with Traegers, uh, regardless of if it's competition or if it's just back home. So I don't think for one second that your dad made a bad decision at all by getting a Traeger. I think he's going to have years of happiness with it. And if it's one yeah. thing that we know, you put in pellets, you can mix it and kind of create your own pro, uh, flavor profiles with the different flavor pellets that they eat. And you don't have to sit there and tend fart. Like me, I'm a pyromaniac. So when I get uh, back to another smoker, it's probably going to be uh, a stick burner of some form or fashion just because I like to play with fire. But I would also like to have a pellet grill. So when I don't want to mess around with that, I can just turn it on, set it at the temperature I want it, put a lot of meat on it, and I know it's going to come out great. I think he's made a, an excellent decision. Absolutely. And your friends are idiots, I, by the way. Okay. Well, I, I'm excited. He's excited. I'm excited. As a family, it's going to be like our little family activity. It'll give me a lot of um, fun stuff to blog about, lots of good video footage. So I'm excited. I think I'll learn a lot. And so so Dad's going to be the pit master, and, and you know, I'm going to be in helping so it'll be good. I mean, do you want to be up? Uh, do you want to be up all night throwing sticks into the fire, or do you want to be able to have something that tastes just as good that's coming out of a lang or a close or a gator pit, uh, with and still being able to look good when you're turning it in, right? You know, I, that's a good question. Um, I think I'm going to let Dad do all the work, and I'll just like this. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'll be helping. I mean, it's all about the. The having fun and being together as a family and, and drinking beer along the way. So whatever we cook on, as long as we're having a good time and, and not getting our butts whooped, will make me happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all. I mean, you got to go in knowing that it's part of the process, uh, which is exactly why I, I will never compete. But that's a different uh, roundtable discussion for a different day. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to well, well, when is your first contest? Have you guys set a date? We're, we're I think we're going to look in September. Uh, there's one in, sep- in September in South Carolina. I can't remember the date, but I'll let you know. And we'll- so I'd like to see who we're going up against. And I mean, I'm I'm totally the green person here, but it'll be interesting, you know, um, to see what our competition is. I was surprised to find that find that um, the South Carolina Association is evidently much more active than the North Carolina Barbecue Association. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, that's at least what I've heard, you know. And I'm from North Carolina. You would think. I mean, that's such a barbecue state, you know, but. You know, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Um, I'm psyched either way just to be involved and, and get to know more people and, and spread the, the good barbecue karma and, and eat good food, eat good food and, and learn a lot. So uh, it will definitely be a learning experience for sure. <laughs> All right. One last thing uh, before I turn you loose here so we can make our 11 o'clock cutoff was this caveman style porterhouse. Uh, which is currently on your blog. You, you did a roundup with Chris Grove from Nibble Me This and Larry from Big Dudes Rambling at his house in, uh, is it Tolico Lake? Yeah, Lake Telico. Oh, sorry, Telico. Yes. the way to pronounce it. 
Yeah, yeah. We, um, I got to make fajitas with Chris Grove, who's an excellent cook. And, and while we were together, he taught me the um, the blowtorch method of lighting a big green egg, which was pretty cool. And we had a, a like a traditional Texas style barbecue with the brisket and um, the white bread, and you serve it in parchment paper. And it was it was the real deal. It was great. We just had a big blogger roundup, so. Lots of foodies getting together to eat good food on, on a beautiful lake and a nice pontoon boat ride. You know, you can't can't really ask for much more. And we all get to blog about it and, and share our recipes. So it was excellent. All right. Anything else of uh, pertinent information that we need to know about uh, before I turn you loose with the Grill Girl and the, the website? Yeah, um, be on the lookout. I'm, I'm working on a series of webisodes with a really um, good producer down here in Miami. Um, he's worked on some some Food Network shows before, so it's going to be very high quality. And I think there's going to be some really good stuff that we we turn out. So I would love your everyone's support and sharing it and spreading the word. Um, it'll probably be like this August when the first one comes out, and uh, hopefully you guys like it and and want to you know spread the good barbecue karma. So um, thanks for having me, Greg. You know it's always a pleasure to to chit chat with you and get your input on on pellet smokers and whatnot. All right. Well, I mean, I apologize for the uh, technical uh, issue, but uh, we'll get it squared away for next month, and then we'll have a full segment with, with Robin Medlin Lindar. As always, appreciate the time, Robin. Oh, of course. Great to chat, and we'll I'll give Skype a call. Yeah, you, you hold them <laughs> hold accountable for this. Otherwise, it's going to be over between us. I know. I know. We're going to have to end that 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 affair, and, and and well, we'll work on it, but. Everybody, I hope you have a great night and, and happy grilling and barbecuing. All right, take care. There she is, Robin Medlin Lindars. G-R-R-R-L.com, grillgirl.com. All right, let's get out quickly. Here we go. I got the last 30 seconds. Thanks to my first hour guest, it was Kevin Bevington from OutdoorCookingChannel.com. After that, it was Scott Roberts from ScottRobertsWeb.com doing barbecue sauces. Mike Davis from LottableBBQ.com. Talked about his big win in Greenwood, South Carolina, and he's got some competitions coming up here in the next couple weeks that he'll be taking part in. Also, Robin Medlin Lindars joined us. Grillgirl.com is the website, G-R-R-R-L.com. Don't forget, she will be on the uh, cooking channel, Foodography, next Tuesday, July 19th at 9 p.m., so look for that. Hey, let me remind you to help control the grill rust Population, you have raw cast iron grills. Make sure you season them with pan as they're cooling down each and every time you use them. That will not, that will keep them from getting rusty, which means it will not get rust. Season them every time. Help control the rusty grill grate population. Huge show loaded in for next week, as always. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.